I am back. Uh, I'm Scott Taylor, and I am uh, one of the hosts for the Playground Podcast, and I'm super excited to be here with Alexis today, and we're going to be learning a little bit more about who she is, what she's into, and kind of her worldview, and so um, Alexis, uh, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, I'm 16. I'm a cheerleader. I'm going to be a junior if, you know, school does the thing, (laughs) I guess, but um, yeah, I'm kind of pretty basic there's really nothing no <laughs> come on don't say that nobody's basic nobody's basic um i guess i'm as basic as everyone right now though because <laughs> like i'm just at home like watching netflix okay that's real yeah but okay that's then we're all basic honestly yes. everyone's shut in everyone's watching an obscene amount of netflix it's totally normal but the last two days like i've been because we did cheer and stuff it's been a lot of workout so it's been like wait so hard. you're doing cheer stuff now yeah we have two a days so, oh like, wow. we work out in the mornings because it's cooler, and then we go and, like, do our skills in the gym. So That's pretty cool. We get a break, though. We get an hour break, so it's fine. So, you have to tell me. So, I, I'm i sure it comes as no surprise as you're looking at me right now in the studio. Oh. I've never done cheer. So, tell me, like, when you say two-a-days, like, what do you do when you do cheer practice? Like, are you just, like, jumping around, holding people up, or chanting yelling like what what is it what, what is that like I, I don't understand okay so well <laughs> i do school cheer and all-star cheer and they're actually very different okay because all-star cheer you don't cheer for a team you're not cheering for anybody you're there to like entertain people almost and you compete all the time and it's like the only thing that they have in common is the competitions okay but um you travel a lot more with all-star but for school it's a lot more like happy like smiles and like peppy kind of stuff and yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. there to lots like of energy ch- right right and also it's a lot more sassy it's it's a little more fun sassy eh? Yes. so are the cheer competitions are like kind of like bring it on that movie bring it on Have definitely you seen not it? no <laughs> definitely is that not. an inaccurate r- portrayal of your industry <laughs> um yeah if you will if you will <laughs> uh, yeah it's a bit dramatic i mean <laughs> it's kind of funny like i don't know if like anybody's seen like that one where they had to like dig and like bury the palms that was like kind of over i don't know who would do that i'm sure someone does but (laughs) they do that in broken arrow oh wow i'm just kidding i have no Uh, idea i was like i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) sorry to all you broken arrow wins out there yeah (laughs) um so what what got you into cheer i mean what what kind of got you because obviously it's important to you you've been doing that obviously probably for a while i would imagine so what kind of got you into that well um i did like tumbling at oxc for like a while, like not even a while, probably I like know that place. probably like a month, and then I was like, eh, kind of don't want to do it. And then you know, we couldn't do it in kindergarten. I was like, whoa, cheer! I kind of want to try that. And then I'd done it ever since. I took a break in sixth grade, and then I did middle school cheer. And then last year I was introduced to all star cheer. Like I knew about it, but like I'd never done it. And then this year, I mean, yeah, last year I did it, and I was like really excited, and it was super fun, and it was. Like so much fun because I didn't that's do school cheer last year. It's probably physically pretty physically demanding too. I would imagine, right? I mean, people yes. probably think that cheer is like, oh, it's not sports, it's cheer, but that's probably not true, right? I mean, it's probably pretty yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, when people like, for because I've been a cheerleader for so long, I've come like been used to like people are like, oh, it's not a sport. At this point, I'm kind of like, I mean, you're just slugging you're d- in the I'm face. And well, no, I'm at this kidding. point, I'm kind of just sitting here and I'm like. It's okay. You can think what you want. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm the one, like, who's dead on the floor. <laughs> sure. It's not worth the energy. Right. And it's not, like, every sport is hard. It's just, like, a regular sport. But people, like, tend to look down upon it because of, like, movies and, like, you know, inaccurate. Like, bring it on. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
Well, that's what I tell people when I tell people that I'm a professional Mario Kart player. They don't understand the mental strain that that is to play that <laughs> game. I mean, like, it's the same as what you do. Yeah, I tried Except to play. a little bit less exertion physically, yeah. but other than that, the same. <laughs> I tried to play, like, a thing with Mario. I don't even know what it was. But I just got, was I was sitting here, and I was like, did I press this button or this one? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> I would totally kill you in Mario Kart. I um, believe it. <laughs> I believe it. So, um, obviously, you know, you're passionate about cheer. You enjoy that. But, like, w- tell me a little bit about what else you're passionate about. I mean, what, it, what it, like, as a person, so, Alexis, like, what is your mission and goal in life? Like, as a 16-year-old, obviously, you have a limited vision of, you know, you're very young still. Mm-hmm. But as it stands right now from this vantage point, like, what do you feel like your mission and goals in life are? Um, I do really want to, when I get older and am more educated about mental health, I would really like to inform adults and parents about mental health and the youth, especially, because a lot of people tend to look down on it, especially as adults. They're like, you're too young to feel like that. Mm. So when they see the signs, they tend to ignore them, which it progresses and progresses. And Why do you think it's uh, common for adults to dismiss the significance of younger kids discussing mental health or talking about mental health in, I your, in your opinion in my opinion i believe it's because the generation they grew up in a lot of the times it was oh you have a problem just ignore it like every single thing that was a problem it wasn't like they tried to ignore it and a lot of like repression right it was more like okay if i focus on something else then like I'll be fine. But it's like really suppressed down there. And you do see a lot of adults nowadays with mental health that still don't believe that kids can have it. Yeah. Well, it often starts, I mean, uh, it's been my experience that mental health issues start when you're younger. Yeah. And then when they're not dealt with in a healthy way, that's when they become super uh, maladaptive when you're older. Right. And so I think it's great that you're thinking about these things as a young person because, you know, when you're older, um, that's when they really start significantly affecting your life in a negative way if you don't deal with them and take care of them when you're, when you're younger, which I think is awesome that you're thinking about those things even so early on. Yeah. Um, so when did you kind of, like, what kind of got you into that necessarily? I mean, like, what? Well, I do have some mental health issues myself. I yeah. suffer with social anxiety, um, panic, like the panic disorder, sure, sure, yeah. general anxiety and depression. Yeah. So I kind of, like, I realized how alone I was because mm. I d- had got diagnosed at like such a young age and nobody really understood it that was my age. So I was very alone when it came down to it. Like everyone's kind of like, oh, she's weird. <laughs> and that kind of it sucked. But it made me realize that like a lot of kids that are younger aren't going to have that because they're like a lot of uh, like they had to grow up faster like some of the kids who do have mental health have to grow up faster and everyone around them their friends they did they don't realize that like yeah. they're like what i don't know what that is i don't have problems well they don't have problems yet so they don't yeah. have to grow up fast yeah. well i would actually venture to say that a lot of these kids do know what you're talking about but you know you're in a season of your life where the number one goal is to fit in and to not look different to not be different so that you don't draw attention to yourself in a negative way well so kids don't want to admit that they have problems because they're afraid of being judged. Absolutely. And you're brave by just putting it out there, but a lot of kids may maybe understand, but they're afraid that if they admit that or open up, there'll be negative consequences or they'll be, like, excluded from their group or their clique or whatever, right. you know what I mean? And that's a real thing. Well, for me, it was more like I didn't want to admit it to anybody because I was a cheerleader at the time, and I still am, but, like, in middle school I was a cheerleader, and I was like, well, 
I'm not supposed to have problems. Like cheerleaders don't have issues. Like we're okay all the time. We're supposed to be peppy and all this kind of stuff. Such bullcrap, but yes. Right. And it was also the fact that like I didn't want to disappoint my parents. Like Mm. I was very like I wanted to be like perfect for them all the time. School played a very big factor into it because I'm not very good at it. I'm better at life skills, in my opinion. I do believe that. Um, Mm. I don't know what others would say, but... (laughs) 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 Uh, I just... it's For me, it was more about perfection and that, like, I could never reach that. So it was the embarrassment of, like, having it. And then I realized, I was like, I can't do anything about it. And if anybody finds out, then they find out. Mm. And if they don't want to be my friend, then I can't control that. You can't control that. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And that's something a lot of people don't realize until way later in life. So Mm -hmm. I commend you for arriving at that conclusion so early um i wanted to ask though since you've kind of started coming out about this kind of stuff right and talking about it have you noticed a shift in you or in your friend group i mean like what positive kind of um uh, after effects have you seen from you you talking about this kind of stuff in your own life well i personally i had struggled with it before but i didn't admit it till about like the middle of seventh grade or like the end of seventh grade i would say so you know but eighth eighth grade yeah we'll go with eighth grade so um which is still very young by the way to well i had struggled with it for a while but i was like i don't want to have a problem i don't like i kind of knew because i had the internet yeah and i didn't want to be like well, it's the internet. It's, you know, might not be true, but like sure, the things sure. I was feeling, it just had gotten to a certain extent where I was like, mom, like, I think I need help. Like, so it was, it was pretty young for me. So the positive thing though, is that like, I watched how everybody reacted and it kind of taught me how to read people mm-hmm. to a certain extent, like mm-hmm. how, oh, okay, this person deals with something like this. So I kind of know how to deal with them as a person. If I was going to talk about something, I know what to say and what not to say. Right. Because you've experienced it yourself. Right. Yeah. Which is huge. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I'm just so impressed. I mean, like you said you're 16, right? 16? Yes. At 16, I wasn't doing anything but smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> just honestly. So I'm very impressed that you <laughs> 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 Well, occasionally I ate Fruit Loops and played video games, but that was I like the Fruit ma- Loops. <laughs> you know, I I'm with she you on said, the Fruit I Loops. I like Fruit Loops. <laughs> the Fruit Loops, the you know, the weed that's part. The, that's the one I'm thing of the three that I can identify with that you just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean like it's 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 really really amazing. I mean, I, I just think that that is such an important thing um to gracefully carry with you. And, and and what's also so cool about it that I just love is that it only takes one person to set the stage of vulnerability to give permission to everyone around them that it's okay. It takes one person to admit, like, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then that other person who's been on the fence is like, wow, this person that I look up to, that I admire for X, Y, and Z, maybe you're on the cheer team, you're a stud on the cheer team, whatever, <laughs> like you look up to, you know, but you aren't perfect, and that gives them permission to not be perfect. Because the reality is that all of us aren't perfect, and right. we know that to some level, but it feels so scary to admit right, that. Admit, it. admit yes. that, but if one person does it, mm-hmm. it opens up the door for everyone right. else, which is huge. Well, And, and you've kind of done that in a way, yeah. which is cool. And, like, when I had, like, first talked about it, like, and first, like, notified people around me about it, mm-hmm. it was, like, people were kind of on the fence about it. But then as we got older, like, freshman year and sophomore year, like, this last year, um, I noticed a lot of people would tend to confide in me about their problems mental health-wise. And I was like, oh, that's funny. You kind of ignored me. 
because then I had problems. But I'll help you because, like, I understand. I'm not going to let you be alone in this. As much as, like, it hurt when they did it, I don't want them to feel like that. Yeah. No one deserves to feel so alone in that well, situation. Well, they probably didn't feel like they had very many options to reach right. out to because no one else is co- probably coming clean. Right, and I don't blame them for it, yeah. absolutely. Like, they just didn't understand, and it's not their fault. And, like, yeah. now they're coming to someone who does understand, which I'm not going to turn that down. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when I was in high school. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 34 now, but I still remember. I mean, I remember what it was like to be in high school, and mm-hmm. I remember that I, you know, my parents got divorced when I was 16, and my mom had some mental health issues as well. Right. And, and it just, we had a different family because of that issue. And I was afraid to talk about that stuff. I never talked about that stuff because I just felt like no one's going to understand, first of all. Second of all, I feel like I'm like trying to like I'm like Debbie Downer. I'm like, oh, let me talk about problems. Like right. I just wanted to be funny and mm-hmm. talk about funny stuff. Like you already feel like, like you already feel like different enough. Like different what's the enough. Point? I don't want to make it worse. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was like really like you're braver than me because I kept all that stuff in for many, many, many years. You know, and I never talked about it, and I always just cracked jokes. I was a class clown. That yeah. was my way of coping with that. So I, I just understand think that that's that. that's awesome. You know what I mean? Um, so obviously you have this in you. Mm-hmm. You've had personal experience with it, and you've also experienced kind of the power and the efficacy of sharing and being vulnerable and how that can help other people around you. Right. So as you grow up, like into adulthood, like do you have any idea of what you want to do with that or, or like as a vocation or just as a life passion? Well, I do want to work in the psychology field, and I don't know if I want to be the person who prescribes and like um, – what is the word? I forgot the word. I d- not identifies, but oh, diagnosis. Yes. Diagnosis the person. Nailed it. That's the word. Right. <laughs> or like be the therapist and right. that they can talk to. So I, w- I know that I want to do that, but also I want to be able to like kind of be an activist for it to where like I can talk about it worldwide and like notify people. Because the reason the whole adult thing came into it and like the parents is it came into part for me is when I noticed that all of the people who came to talk to me a majority of them came to talk to me because they're like, well, I tried to talk to my parents and they didn't want to get me help. They didn't want to get me on medication. They're just like, well, it's a phase. Like a lot of their parents are like, it's a phase. And if you really think about it, I could understand why parents would say that just because I feel like recently because of social media, mental health of all sorts has been like romanticized almost because of movies and the way they portray it so my parents being like it's kind of a phase well it's like no if they say that there's something wrong even if you think it's a phase whether it is or not you need to do something about it before it progresses because if it's just a phase then they could get into it deeper and and it's not anymore so obviously you did talk to your parents about how you're feeling like what was their initial response well, mm, their ri- initial response, it was funny because we were at a family friend's house and they had all, like, all our family friends had walked away and we were outside. It was by pool. It was dark. It was really late. And I was crying and they just, they told me that they were going to get me help and that they were going to do the absolute best to, like, make me okay because they, they love you. Right. They love me. And it, it made me feel so good because the entire reason I didn't want to say anything was because I didn't want to disappoint them. Sure, because you want them to feel like they did something wrong and you're messed right. up or you're broken. Or, or like it was their fault because sure. the whole thing was like I kind of felt like a burden. I didn't want them to think that it was their fault because it wasn't. It really wasn't. And for them to just comfort me and tell me they were going to get me help. Were you afraid to tell them? Absolutely. I think any kid 
admitting the fact that they are like, yeah, I have a problem, especially to their parents who they hold like super high Such up. high esteem, sure. It's scary because you're like, they could take this two different ways. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Because you don't know how they're going to take it. Because you like, you know your parents and you think you know them. And then you can tell them something that could be kind of controversial and you feel like you don't know them at all. Yeah. I used to test the waters. I would be like, Dad, Johnny did this. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, I did that like yesterday, but I don't want to tell you that, so I'm going to feel it out. Like talking about Johnny, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's like well, what that must have made you feel so good that they responded so positively to your experience. And I know I'm so very privileged and lucky to have parents like that just because I know I feel like especially in Oklahoma, because we are so bubbled here, we are almost like 10 years bubbled behind. Bubbled 100%. We are like almost 10 years behind everyone and everything. So all the controversial topics are still like looked down upon. And a lot of the kids whose parents grew up here, stayed here, and didn't go anywhere else but here, mm-hmm. those are the kids that are struggling with telling their parents and or – they're like, you're fine. You don't need to worry about it. Wow. I think you're awesome. I love it. I oh, think you're thank fantastic. You. Especially at such a young age. I mean, you have such a, a bright future ahead of you. And the fact that you're wrestling with these weighty topics now in a way that is extraordinarily mature for your age is just thank hugely you. encouraging for me, for the next generation, and for what we're moving into. Um, uh, switching gears here somewhat slightly. Okay. Um, obviously, the world is different now. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're all hanging out at the house a lot more. Um, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, everyone's wearing masks. Like yeah. It's a, everyone is mad at people wearing masks or not wearing masks. Like, there's a, <laughs> lot, a lot of craziness going on. Right. Um, how has your life uh, significantly changed since kind of the pandemic hit and COVID? As, as, right. a, as a young popular i'm I, i'm assuming you're quite popular no <laughs> i mean you're a cheerleader well okay so <laughs> here's the thing but as a social teenager how has your life changed um honestly <laughs> so last year because i didn't do school cheer i really never thought that popularity or like people knowing you was a thing just because i'd always done it until i realized like last year i quit school cheer and i had lost so many friends like due to the fact that like they group kids in sports and classes so like if you have a class and you also do sports then you're most likely to be with more of the sports kids I had lost quite a bit of friends Mm. like a lot I had to make an entire new friend group um it was really hard and yeah so like it was it was hard so I feel like it's kind of gotten better to a certain extent but the thing that's really changed is like me like sitting at home all the time and like just because I didn't have friends doesn't mean I wasn't constantly busy because I had to keep up with school because school's a struggle for me and plus um also cheer is very 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 time consuming sure yes I I can't imagine especially with the I mean school felt for me very time consuming and I did zero extracurriculars so (laughs) I can't imagine what your experience is like so I I I get it well it's it's crazy because, like, you travel and, like, you go and you compete Saturday and Sunday and then you have to go to school Monday. And you're like, well, I did not do that project, so I'm probably going to do like it at just three in the seven morning. days a week. Right. Because you are. Because you are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you're not getting paid either. <laughs> eh, I mean, the payment's the fun, so we'll go with that. <laughs> I like that outlook. I like that outlook. Um, what do you – I know we kind of already kind of covered some of them, but I'm just okay. curious from your perspective. What do you feel like some of your strengths are that you're going to bring into your adulthood? Um, 
in your own opinion? I mean, I, I see many strengths already, but in your opinion, what do you what do you think? I so I don't like to be a controversial uh, contra uh, words. Hold on one second. Controversial. You yeah. got it. You yeah. Crushed there it. we go. Controversial person, and I know that a lot of the things that are controversial need to be talked about, but especially because we lived here and I talked about how it's very bubbled, yeah. and a lot of people's perspectives are very different from mine. Mm -hmm. It's I try to stay out of it as much as possible because, you know, there are a lot of people, especially at this age, like whatever they say goes, no one else can be right. But for me, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to listen to you. Like, I may not think you're right, but I'm going to try and understand from your perspective so I can see why you think this way. Because wait, I got to stop you. Okay. What you just said is like so huge and so many adults don't even understand that. I mean, a hundred percent. Like, I may not agree with you. I mm -hmm. may not understand what you're saying, but I have the respect for your humanity enough to, like, hear you out mm -hmm. and to honestly and authentically try to process right. what you're saying. And, and I may come to agree with you. I may not. But right. at least I'm giving you a very, very fair shake. Mm -hmm. and most people don't ever understand that. And that's huge that you got that at such, such a young age. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I just – honestly, I think I picked that up because of social media where I lo – like, I watched so many videos of people, like, yelling at people, like – I don't know if you guys like you know the, the Karen thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, we know about like Karen. it's been going on for like so long. I, I'm literally in Bixby right now. This is Karen Hub Central. Yes, it is. It really, <laughs> it really. Can is. I say that? Yeah. You can edit that out. <laughs> no, don't don't edit it out. Seriously. <laughs> I'm the worst. Okay. Please don't Go edit ahead, that Alexis. out because it's it's the truth. It's the truth though. Um, but like I just want my caramel macchiato right now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, 250 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm but sorry. You're fine. Um, <laughs> it was like before the Karens, you still saw videos of people constantly she said the fighting. Karens. <laughs> yeah, you still constantly saw people constantly fighting on videos over like very small things. And then sometimes it'd be very big things. And then I'm not very into politics, which I should be getting into because I'm going to be 18 very soon and I do want to vote. Sure. But um, I noticed that politics were a very big reason that you see people fighting on social media and it's because they don't listen to the other person they are just like well no you're wrong instead of yeah. being like well hey i can understand where you're coming from but the reason i think this is because of da 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 and instead of trying to change people's minds i feel like people need to start talking about it they should be like i just want to talk about it i don't want to try and change your mind mm. i just want you to know like this is the information and this is why i believe in it I'm not trying to change your mind. You're not trying to change mine. It's something that we need to discuss and probably come to an equal agreement about. Like, there's something that can work both ways. You know, it's interesting you bring this up because I actually don't think – I agree with you. I mean, mm -hmm. that's one of the big problems that we have. But I feel like one of the big reasons why you see people fighting and yelling is because it takes work right, to slow down, to hear someone, and then to honestly think about – and have to answer the questions, why do I believe what I believe? Right. And most people, that, that's uncomfortable sometimes. And that right. takes work, mental work. Well, most people don't want to do it. So it's easier to lay on platitudes without having to really invest and explain yourself. I mean, if you ask me, like, why do you feel this way? It's easier just for me to be get defensive than have to think about, well, shoot, why do I feel this way? Like, you know what I mean? And well, and most people aren't willing to do that. And that's why you have so much fighting is because people are lazy and don't want to well, do that work. I honestly, too, whole, like, wholly, like wholeheartedly believe that 
a lot of the reason that people have trouble with like talking about why they believe in what they believe in is because they base their beliefs off of their parents. Mm. And I noticed a lot of that whenever I got into middle school. Because that's your worldview. I mean, that's well the person you're spending the most time with. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the controversial topic for me that came in when I was in middle school is that, like, I, I'm Mexican. So, of course, Trump got elected whenever I was in middle school. And, sure. like, I still was like, I don't really care about politics. I'm young. I don't care. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then they're like, so were you born here? And I'm like, I, I was born in Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he got elected, and then, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, is she leaving? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. I only get a box to go. That's oh it. Oh, my God. G- and, and literally, so many people believed me, and I was, like, sitting here like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. And, and you realize, like, wow, people really do not know like, right. what's going on. Like, I have to really answer that question right now. Is this real right. life? <laughs> and then that's where, like, and then I was kind of, like, I'd start getting mad because I'd be like, well, why would you even ask me that? Like, right what's going on and then that's so you were kind of touched on a personal level by all this stuff because your ethnicity i mean it, right. it kind of affected you and you had friends that you had never had these kinds of weird conversations with before but now mm-hmm. trump's you know in office and these things are coming up and now you're having to talk about things that you never right. had to talk about well and i'm not like i don't like again like politics for me like i don't know like very much about them i just know that a lot of people don't like him and i know a lot of people do so i really don't have an opinion on him I just know that, like, of course, there were things like the wall before he got elected. Sure. But, but like, you're, you're wanting to figure out, like, you're not trying to, like, base a judgment and then be another yelling voice. You're right. You're like, I don't really know exactly all the facts, and I'm humble enough to know and admit that I don't know. Right. But I want to be a voice of uh, reconciliation and, re- and reunification between these two parties as much as I'm able to, especially – you know, as a Mexican American, I want to be that voice. You know, which I think right. is awesome. Again, at a young age, which is so mind blowing to me. Again, Fruit Loops, weed, video games—that was my life. And I got the Fruit Loops in Minecraft. <laughs> hey, yeah. Minecraft! My son Minecraft. likes to play Minecraft. Yeah. Sometimes uh, me and my boyfriend <laughs> we share a world and we go play Minecraft together. <laughs> We're weird. But no, that's <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm I'm sure. I mean, listen, my I, I've seen people build incredible, crazy things on Minecraft. So I mean, yeah. it's a whole. That's a whole thing. That's a, that's yeah. that's awesome. Well, I'm like sitting here and I'm like, ooh, look, a flower. And he's like got like all this diamond armor. And I'm like, <laughs> we've been here for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I love that literally a large portion of listeners are going to be like diamond armor. I do not know what that is. <laughs> it's really good armor for you that don't know. Yes, it's really um, good. So uh, <laughs> I just want to ask you kind of I got two more questions for you. All right. Um, so what as a 16-year-old – cheerleading, passionate about mental health, Mexican-American teenager, what do you feel like you want um, people to know? Um, like, What do you feel like people should know? Like, What do you feel like is something you see in the world that is like not quite right, that if, you, if everyone could listen to you just for one moment and you had one thing to say, what would be that big statement? Honestly, it would probably be just because someone has friends and – you think that they're perfect, it doesn't mean that they don't have problems and mm. that you definitely need to check on the people that you love the most, especially the ones that are always the like happiest. making you laugh. Yes. And th- the ones that are the happiest. It's like Robin Williams. Yes. You <laughs> know, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, like literally, I mean, he is a comedian and he, you know, he unfortunately very tragically committed suicide and right. people were really surprised by that. You know, you just never really know until you check in, you know, so mm-hmm. you have to check in. So, um, 
Uh, so tell me this. Is there anything else? Obviously, I'm told kind of what your last statement would be, but like, is there anything else that you want us to know about you as a person or anything that um, you feel like we haven't covered that you want to get out? Um, I just want everyone to know that it's okay to like be socially afraid about like everything, especially going into middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay because nothing is like in the movies at all. Nothing. I mean, kids are very judgmental, but when you get down to it, they're judgmental because they either want to be you or they just, they're probably having their own problems that they don't want to admit. Alexis, you're amazing. You are a diamond in the rough, girl. (laughs) I am very (laughs) impressed and honored to have met you and get to hang out with you and talk to you during this podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your heart, sharing your life, and um, we just appreciate you. You're awesome. Thank you.